Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tommy Diogan and uh, once again welcome to this, uh, I don't know what to call it, let's call it podcast I guess, but uh, as I told you yesterday I have no idea of how to, um, you know, have this structure because I am no podcaster and uh, it just feels good, you know, to finally been able to talk about these past years and the events that took place uh, within the past years. I actually just recently came from Berlin. I received a Democracy Award Prize for having increased the democracy within the, that biggest no-go zones of Europe today. Actually, it, it is um, it's made out by six whole areas combined that are regarded as no-go zones. That's how bad things are. But uh, anyway. Tonight I was I was uh, I would very much like to talk a little about you know what choices do you have when in a no-go zone in a parallel society when you come in the crosshairs and uh, into the radar of criminal gangs or uh, radical movements what choices do you have really. my mother's plate and he's eating from my mother's plate and 
tonight the um, uh, we were kids back then but uh, tonight the uh, satanic verses drop and uh, the next day we are filled we are uh, you know all that kind of crazy things and that was I didn't understood at the time what, what, what I have done wrong none of us did That was, I mean, I'm going to talk about that too, the development, but that is, you, you never hear about these things in the main debate of, you know, in the uh, main society because they have no knowledge of these things. They, only that the radical movement of the West is very much different to the radical movements of the East. And uh, how, how can you verify that? Well, you can, you can, you can look. Uh, all of the jihadis who went there from the West this time around and to the group called ISIS uh, we have had these groups I mean we have had people from our areas having gone to these all these kind of groups they are just different names but they have been traveling to wars I mean throughout the 19s and everything but uh, it didn't become a problem aware to the main society um, uh, with ISIS uh, in, in 2013, but really the problems within the noble souls, and that is why it drifted to be noble souls because it was full effect effectivity and full turbulence going on in the noble souls. Um, and what happened was in 2009, it was a, a very good friend of mine. She uh, actually made it to the Swedish state radio as a journalist. Uh, with a, she had a Somalian origin, and uh, they have her sent right back for some reason. I don't understand why any Swedish journalist could do this, but okay. And um, they, she actually exposed a youth leader who were hired by the municip municipality of Stockholm to work with young children, uh, for them not to, you know. Um, get into crimes and all that. What he did, in fact, instead was that he radicalizes them and he sends them off to Al-Shabaab in Somalia. And um, unfortunately, we lost a lot of young people by that. And the Swedish uh, society was standing blind. So that was when I started to look into these things. And uh, in the same time, at the time, the biggest problem in the Swedish main society, did, I mean, they had most of them at the time, they, we are already talking 2009, had never, it, Islam or, or this radical movement, it was not even a debate, and most of the people have never even heard of it. There, there, there were such problems, you know. But um, it were, and um, two years, uh, two elections in a row, in 2010 and 2014, those Boko Haram supporters, they were actually standing outside of the poll stations and, um, you know, indirectly they threatened people to go and vote, participate in the general national election of Sweden. 
And uh, this was, you know, a whole decade passed by where immigrants were being robbed of their votes, their democratic rights, why they actually moved to Sweden. And not a word about this, not a word in the media, no journalist wanted to comment. I mean, I called around personally to everybody trying to get light on this, you know, because this was not only being a threat to democracy, this was being an attack on democracy itself. Did you make them again, 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 again? All the lies that you told, did you believe in them? All the choices you made, did you make them again, 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 again? All the lies that you told, did you believe in them? What happened was, basically, um, in 2018, the uh, third election, we weren't going to allow this to happen. And uh, being the first one living in that area, uh, biggest no-go zones of Europe, and at the same time joining this, the, the Swedish Nationalist Party, it was a very big move. And I'm going to talk to you about those feelings in that move. Too. But this is what happened, you know, when you find yourself in a line of conflict within the no-go zones, because you have to take into consideration, you know, I have worked against violence ever since 1999. I have, this is why, what I have made, been made a profile about in these suburbs. I have been, I have write, written books against violence. I have been against violence, you know, from top to soul, within my heart. My brother died in 2002 of football violence. So I was so much against violence. But coming to that extent with those kind of people, you know, you cannot call the police. You have no... You cannot do it. Because if you are calling the police, one has to understand that those environments are being the environments of the gangs. It, you know, the society are completely withdrawn. And it's very hard to explain this because I don't know if people really can comprehend and understand what how, what I because in Sweden it is so far away from people's reality you know and um, that that is how it should be because it shouldn't be like that but you can't call the police if you don't want to have a gang knocking on your door and a gun on onto your head uh, why did you brought the police and everything so what I did uh, when I joined the National Democrats I had the party leader out to our area because I knew when I joined the Democrats, I, the, the party, I knew that he are having with him a lot of security police. And that, that is making me, uh, it's making it very legit, you know. I can, uh, I can tell that he is, I set up meetings with, with those people. And while he was talking with them, I actually went and talked to, to the security police about what was going on there, what kind of international radical terrorist movements uh, we have in that area, and it's not so little. And um, you would, they are only talking a la one language. They are not talking the language of dialogue. They are not talking the language of what you might think. They are talking one language, and that language 
is just the same language. They have to be met with the same measures on the same level as they are treating you with. And I know my mother is here. She's 70 years old. My two little children are here. They are 12 and 15. And uh, there is no way in hell I am going to sit idle by and just wait for the attack to come. The attack, first attack on me, it came uh, two days after the election when the, all the election lights were off that I was attacked when I was on my way home. And uh, the day after that, I was attacked again and actually were fired, fired upon. And I knew, knew from that point on that, okay, this is a whole new level of conflict that I must meet with the same measures. And I am no violence. I would not have done that to any other person. I w I'm not doing it now. And I am not the only one. Um, but that is the f hardcore reality of things. You, you are forced to do things because, you know, the police, not even the police goes there. I would like to thank you very much for listening uh, this time too, or whatever you want. I, I must say that it really feels so good just talking about all of these things and knowing that you're having somebody there, you know, who are listening. And I can't describe how thankful I am for it and uh, that you are taking your time. You want to listen to what I have to say. And please, if you have anything you want to ask me or you have advice to give, uh, please feel free to just jump in. I, I, I would really love that because you know what I have missed the four years, the past four years? It is a normal person to talk to, you know, somebody who is living in a normal society and uh, find all of this to be mind-blowing because I, I am also traumatized. I am as damaged. I have lost grip of what's normal and what is not. Thank you very much. God bless you. Bye. Anytime you see bad white control!